a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. The reason is because you don't have the sacraments. See? Yeah. I mean, once you don't have the sacraments, then basically everybody's a pastor. Because that's what a pastor is, a guy that's there to preach the gospel and minister the sacraments. Once the sacraments cease to mean anything in your theological construct, then ministry becomes something different than the giving out of God's gift of forgiveness. The reason why we go to church is not to hear about how we have to go out and, and be missionalists. The reason we go to church is to get the forgiveness of our sins. That's why Jesus instituted the church. And I think that's the point. See, when a pastor considers this option of, hmm, maybe I'll substitute these parts of the liturgy, maybe. The, maybe. the question before him should not be, will it win more people over? The question before them should be, would this deliver Christ in a better way than it already does? And the parts of the liturgy are direct quotes from Holy Scripture. And I don't think that you can improve upon the delivery of Christ uh, from them. I mean, just imagine the next radical that shall be even more radical. This will be the book that I'm going to write. Even more uh, radical. What part of cutting off your hand is unclear in the Bible? <laughs> if you still have two hands, you show yourself to be a false disciple of Jesus. <laughs> Well, the question on my mind, and I'm sure in the minds of all of our listeners as well, is what was the Wolf Mueller ride of choice at Disneyland? Oh, hey. Uh, I hadn't thought about that question. You caught me a little bit off guard. <laughs> I, I like the runaway mine train. Carrie was addicted to this roller coaster at California Adventure. Uh, and you know how it's, it was, uh, the you know how most roller coasters start? You go, this one didn't, it start. you're down there by the water and it says three, two, one, and then whoosh, it just whoosh, right up the thing. And I think that's kind of a picture of our show. You know, there's no getting ready. It's just whoosh. Well, I don't know. I'd, right into adventurous orthodoxy. I sort of thought the ride that depicted our show was the Tower of Doom, where it just falls straight down. <laughs> I, I prefer <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> I, I did I tell you this? I heard that the um, uh, small world ride yeah, had you to said be that last week. Did I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so it's a it's a little bit larger world is what it should be. Yeah. Right. right. They had to retrofit the boats to handle the girth. <laughs> and the and the neat thing is, is that you get to participate in the measles epi epidemic at uh, Disneyland. Yeah, so I think I got the measles. Can you tell my I, the the one advantage of being sick? No, I should say the two advantages of having a cold, being a little bit sick, is number one, my voice is a little lower, a bit better for the radio. Oh, sorry, I had the bass turned up on your channel. There and, we go, fixed. And it. and then, <laughs> hey, I'm all about the bass. <laughs> Speaking of today's Let's show. See. The other thing about having a cold is you're a little bit loopy. Both characteristics making for good radio in my book. That's right. And uh, we'll be <laughs> putting that to the test in today's show as we do a little praise song crunching, kind of. Well, we are going to do some praise song crunching, but we're also going to be listening to a parody song and also uh, your church signs on bumper stickers as well. But that's after Theological Buzzword. So go ahead, Pastor Wolf. My buzzword for you is promise. Ah, everybody knows what a promise is. You know, it's when you promise something. But <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I don't know how to define promise actually. Now that I think about it, 
But here's the thing, you know, most people say, hey, what's the, what's the gospel? And the answer, you know the standard answer? Dear listener, you want to give your standard answer? Pause. Okay. No, that's wrong, because <laughs> most people say that the gospel is the death of Jesus, but that is not the gospel. The gospel is the promise of the death of Jesus. It's the preaching of the death of Jesus. It's the death of Jesus being brought to us. That's what it says. Now, here, I'll give you a little Luther. Ready? Remember Luther, how he got all worked up against Karl Stott? And he wrote against the heavenly prophets, Mm. against Karl Stott. And Mm. here's a couple quotes. Christ on the cross and all his suffering and death do not avail... Even if, as you teach, they are acknowledged and meditated on with the uttermost passion, ardor, heartfeltness, etc. Something else must always be there. What is it? The Word, the Word, the Word. And then, even if Christ were given for us and crucified a thousand times, it would all be in vain if the Word of God were absent and not distributed and given to me with the bidding, This is for you. Take what is yours. So that the cross has to be preached. I mean, the, the, the death of Jesus, the, the gospel, is this promise that the death of Jesus wins my forgiveness. So, that's it. Promise. Promise. Okay. Now, I'm having kind of a crisis of faith here because I just logged on to Theopedia.com, and they've reorganized the website, and Alt-R does not work to pull up a random article. I don't what know. The don't, they, don't they pay attention to our show? Uh, apparently not. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do any show prep from here on out, but I clicked on something, and uh, your theological buzz phrase is double predestination. And Theopedia, Is that just like on the title page of Theopedia? Uh, predestination is, but uh, this is a subcategory. Double predestination. It says the term double predestination has been used to refer to the dual concepts of election and reprobation in Reformed theology. This is largely a pejorative term, which leads to misconceptions of the Calvinist or Reformed doctrine. It has been used as a synonym for the symmetrical view of predestination, which sees election and reprobation being worked out in an equally parallel mode of divine operation. So, shall I translate? Yes. What this is talking about is that uh, uh, Reformed theology has uh, usually seen predestination as being God's uh, election for the saints and also those who are reprobate, those who have been chosen to go to hell from the foundations of the world. And um, uh, Lutheran theologians have always pointed out the fact that the uh, teaching of predestination is always for the sake of the gospel. In fact, there's this uh, fascinating passage in the uh, Augsburg, uh, the Apology. Uh, I'm sorry, I take that back. It's a formula where it talks about uh, if the doctrine of uh, predestination is given to us in the Scriptures, the Scriptures themselves are given to us for the sake of comfort. So if if the doctrine of predestination is in the Scriptures, then it is given for uh, our comfort. In other words, the Lord does not uh, use his holy word to us to uh, bring us into terror. Um, now, the the work of the law is God's alien work to show us our need for Christ, but even that is used uh, to show to bring us to His love, to His mercy, to His forgiveness. Um, so um, the scriptures are, whenever they're talking about predestination, are always talking about uh, the election of the saints, and the that's just not a two sided coin as the scriptures present it. I agree with that. Perfect. All right, let's get to the emails. I can't believe you disagree with Theopedia. Once in a while, oh, I do. Email. Man, look at all these emails, emails. here. 
Well, I haven't looked at the Trello in a long time. We've recently had a, a, a request of more um, Simbad email reader impressions. Email. Like that? Here's yeah. one. Are we are we just reading down from the top to the bottom of this list? Yeah, here? start at the top. Dear Masters of Mediocrity, I am listener number seven and have endured your show since the good old days of broadcasting from Evan's dorm room. <laughs> it's classy in here. <laughs> I remember that. I play trumpet in my church's brass group, which is not a band, has no woodwinds, percussion, or amplifiers. We sit in the back of the church by choir and organ. Don't be so defensive, Kevin. He <laughs> was. It's like we, I mean, it's like we're grumpy, or Kevin is, continues. Yeah, that doesn't fit. Us we sit grumpy. in the back. Oh, yeah, I read that already. We're playing four hymns on Christmas Day. Wait a minute. That are composed by Dr. Walter Peltz. I'm convinced that Peltz is Latin for sadistic. I wonder if other churches were using this music, and I stumbled upon this church bulletin in my search. They're using Luther's great hymn, From Heaven Above to Earth I Come, arranged by Walter Peltz for a postlude. After reading through the bulletin, my skin was crawling, and I felt a need for a shower as I noticed a number of errors, and a new game came to mind named What's Wrong Here? Ah. Question mark. Here's how you play. You examine a bulletin and look for theological errors. I counted 16 things in the bulletin that are theologically incorrect or unorthodox, but I am closed-minded, confessional, liturgical, sacramental, <laughs> historical, conservative Lutheran who insists on proper doctrine, as opposed to the closed-minded, confessional, liturgical, sacramental, and historical conservative Lutherans who don't insist on proper doctrine. <laughs> of course. That was my adjustment. This is enough adjectives that you come close to being a Calvinist. So what do I know about being missional or revelant? Revelant. Revlant. Isn't that revlant? Isn't that something about (laughs) some sort of wrinkle cream? Anyhow, this game, Kevin continues. When does Kevin even start and stop on this? This has got to be so complicated for our listener. Uh, this game fits Brian's only criterion for a game because it involves literal or no show prep. Let me know what you think. The attachment named Unmarked is the clean version for your game. The other one has my hi- has my findings highlighted. This is like one of those kids' magazines that you have in the doctor, Find the Mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin from Minnesota. Perfect. I think this is a great game, but I also think it's one of those Table Talk Radio at Home Edition games. Yeah, but um, it's, it would be kind of hard to read an entire bulletin. Yeah. Um, what so... is this bulletin? <laughs> Wait, I think I opened the one that was marked. You are such a cheater. I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I opened the first one. Okay. Well, um, I'll let you Our take a look at that during the break, and we'll come back and see what you find in the bulletin. And then we're going to do uh, take a look at a parody and see if uh, the Christian, you know, you know how every church has to... The mark of, of the church is a parody of worldliness. And uh, we're going to take a look at that when we get back from this break. Don't go away. Oh, I You're can't wait. Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. You won't find a better show out there unless you try.
Something's on my mind It's been for quite some time It's time I'm on to you So where's the other face? The face I heard before Your head trips boring all right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfman has been testing out this brand new home game for Table Talk Radio. That yeah. is, what's wrong with this? Uh, yeah. He has, he has a I bulletin. You get a bulletin every week, and you get to look at it, <laughs> and critique it. Uh, I, there's, uh, I accidentally opened up the um, which one? The uh, marked bulletin. Oops. Apparently, it was on here first. And I'll tell you the error that stands out to me first is uh, Reverend Deborah, <laughs> preacher. <laughs> That's probably got to be the first problem. Okay. <laughs> one more? Is there another, maybe another one? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, uh, lighting of the Advent wreath is done by—I don't know if I should read the f- name here. It's done apparently by a family. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I participation mean, is always the the big the big uh, thing these days. Yeah, it says call the worship come all who are faithful and all who seek joy in your lives. <laughs> it's huh, going to going to eliminate quite a few. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, we got an email to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Hey, wait a um, minute! I just I'm, here's the worst thing I'm seeing. Oh. This is uh, the uh, thought for silent reflection that apparently happens at the beginning of the service, and it says, "The Godward journey is a journey on which every individual is launched, all unknowingly, at birth." <laughs> Blast off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my Godward journey. Uh. Okay. It talks like it, that. It's too bad the scriptures don't talk like that. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of talks about being in the wrath of God journey as you're born. Yeah, born <laughs> nature. Uh, bo- we are by nature children of wrath. Yeah. <laughs> That's in here somewhere, I'm sure. Let yeah. me just keep looking through the bulletin for that. Okay, part. you keep looking. Let me know if you find it. In the meantime, uh, email to questions at tabletalkradio.org from uh, a listener, Mark, who says is uh, your Southern Baptist listener. Uh, so thanks, Mark, for writing in. He says, yes, someone did it. Um, okay, guys, prepare to be amazed, he says. I'm sure the, what, what game <laughs> segment this should fall into, but please watch, listen, and give the treatment all about that base parody, which is all about the Christ. All right, Pastor. This, this, this <laughs> I know not, you've been waiting. You woke up this morning. It's <laughs> not going to go well. Well, just, I mean, how does this even happen? <laughs> you know, as I as I clicked on the uh, YouTube link here, I see that there's another one on the side. You know, the suggested. This is why I don't get any work done. All the suggested videos, uh, all about that base parody, all about that grace. So they're not the only ones to do this. But here's the one that was submitted to us by Mark, the listener. You know I'm all about that Christ, about that Christ, no devil. I'm all about that Christ, about that Christ, no devil. I'm all about that Christ, about that Christ, no devil. I'm all about that Christ, about that Christ. Yeah, it's pretty clear. The devil's a pile of poo. But he can't shake me, shake me from what I'm called to do. Because I got the spirit inside me to finish the race. He helps at all the right times and all the right places. This selfish world says it's all about you. But we know that stuff ain't right. Love is the greatest virtue. You've got that inner beauty. Just let it shine. God made you 
Okay, <laughs> so far, anything uh, <laughs> you take issue with? No, so far, this is my favorite song ever. Okay, good. Well, here's the next, here's the chorus. The world says that there is no darkness that can hide the light. And that Jesus died so you can have eternal life. It's a free gift to you, not a thing you could ever learn. So confess with your tongue and accept in your heart, Lord. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> If, look, if you're going to make some sort of blasphemous remake of an inappropriate <laughs> song and drag Jesus' name through the mud, at least make it rhyme. That's my We have advice. standards here. This song makes me wonder why I do not know how to define blasphemy better. I'm looking it up in my catechism. Okay. Use Theopedia. That'll work. Okay. I think we've had enough of that. I, we have some real... Uh, some real praise songs that we need to get to. How does that happen? I mean, how does uh, some moms driving down the street listen to the song with the kids, and they hear it the first time? This is how it happened with me. I heard that song the first time. I'm like, yeah, oh, this is kind of a catchy song. And then I paid attention to what the words were, and I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Kids, close your ears. You know, you <laughs> change the station as soon as it comes on. <laughs> and, and then, and so someone's driving down the street. Instead of saying, kids, don't listen to it, they said, kids. Get out your little microphone that I got you for Christmas. We're gonna make a, we're gonna do a remake of this song instead of being all, all the, about the bass. It's gonna be all about the Christ. I, I just course. I just love this idea that oh the the world is following after um, entertainment. Maybe if we just inserted Christ in the entertainment, they'll love the church. How <laughs> many views does that YouTube have? Because that's probably how many conversions it's resulted in. Yeah, well, I think the conversion rate is. Um, uh, what eighty percent of YouTube views, um, and this has eleven thousand one hundred. <laughs> so it's not quite the Ablaze program, but well on its way. <laughs> I this is uh, I I mean, it just reminds me of that old song, uh, "Baby Got Book." <laughs> oh yeah, that's your favorite song. Does, does this? But this one seems even worse. <laughs> All right, let's do some praise songs. We we have uh, a, some praise songs that were submitted to us. Again, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And uh, this one comes from uh, Mark. He asks pastors um, t- to crunch uh, Overflow by uh, Matt Marr. My church is music director for contemporary worship, i.e. the person who chooses the songs for late service and leads the quote-unquote band, just suggested to implement this into their repertoire. The praise song cruncher in your articles tab is in in want for updating really bad, he says. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I don't know either. I think we, I speak... I didn't even know we had a praise song cruncher tab. <laughs> no, it's the articles tab. And then there's the praise song cruncher right there. That, you know, this is how you find the praise song cruncher week after week, remember? You go to tabletalkradio.org, articles tab, and click on the praise song cruncher. Okay. Any case, I think By I the speak... way, I, someone said, I'm sure, one time... That we are jerks for crunching the praise songs. But I would like, calling the praise song cruncher mean to praise songs, I figured this out today. It's like calling the guard dog mean to the burglar. <laughs> now, I suppose, <laughs> from one way of looking at things, you could say so. But the guard dog is supposed to be mean. <laughs> okay, True. Continue. I think I speak on behalf of the other listener, singular. 
that we desire more strong bad e e email reading impersonations. They're a good break from the mediocrity. Email. Uh, thank you, How does Mark Strong Bad do it? I Rochester, forgot. New York. That, that was so long ago. I only, I only know Strong Bad because I watched a Fisk video one time. I know. You don't even know what it's all about. Email. All right. Let's listen, I saw, to, let's listen to I this. I saw that, uh, uh, the uh, Trogdor, the Dragonator. That was my favorite. I don't know what that is. You lost me. I'm ready. Here it is. I like it so far. Yeah, so far, so good. Wrong so far. Your grace is power, your will forever. What? That's not your love is a river. Ow. Liquid metaphor. <laughs> Overflowing me. There you go. Your word Some guy got a hold of the country and used to write a song. Your body. Yep, not a sentence. Our recompense. Not a your sentence. Blood, salvation. Not a sentence. All right, so that's Overflow by Matt Marr. Is, is this, I have in the lyric page here, the next line is, Your worship of you, it's your gift to us from you. Does, is that right? Is it your worship of you, or sh- you think that should be our worship of you? Interesting. Uh, well, well, let's check that out during the upcoming commercial break. But Commercial uh, break? I know. This is why I'm think trying to, to sell. get you to move on to... Um, uh, from Simbad to play these songs so we can actually talk about them. We, we have, what, 30 email. seconds here? What's your first impression here, Pastor Wolf Miller, of the praise song, Overflow? Yeah, I mean, this is just a perfect praise song. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, it has the liquid metaphor running all the way through Overflow, but it's not It's not even the normal, like, overflow me. It's overflow in me, hmm. which would not be overflow. That would be actually inflow. <laughs> the next song could be inflow over me. You could confuse the prepositions that way as well. Oh, that that it, would that would help. Fantastic. And it would be so you could make I mean these there's the words are there ready to be a sentence. Your word, true presence, your body, our recompense. It just it is, and you even have space to put it in there, but you take it out. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. We're gonna see if uh that uh analysis is gonna hold true when we go run it through the praise song crunch in the next segment. Um, also, we're going to check out the lyrics, see what this uh, what this really says. Uh, so don't go away where you're listening to Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher. We'll be right back. We'll be right after this. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Okay, I said it. Now will you let me go?
Our friends over at Ad Crucem have put together a great store with discerning Christian art and designs. They've got collections, Christmas stuff, housewares. They've got a number of pieces of art. My favorite is the greeting cards that they've put together, uh, which not only combine ancient Christian art, uh, they also have great theology, rightly dividing law and gospel. And they're cards for all occasions. You've you got your Christmas cards, Easter cards, baptism and confirmation cards, which are impossible to find. And they all have comforting scriptures, so they're beautiful, and uh, and they deliver the message of Christ crucified for sinners wonderfully. So visit the folks at Ad Crucem at their website, adcrucem.com, adcrucem.com, uh, and you can find it all there. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are uh, listening to the song. I mean, song this is, I mean really, this, I can, yeah. I, this is unbelievable how perfect of a praise song this song is. I can't, I'm stunned. I'm amazed. Well, I, really I, am. I have a nice little tidbit that I think you'll find interesting. All right. I, I always love the tidbits. Yeah. What does that mean, tidbit? It's a tidbit, you know. It's not a big what? bit, it's a tidbit. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the word tid means. A little factoid, okay? I have a factoid for you. Is that a word? And factoid? that is that uh, our our singer here, Matt uh, Marr, is a uh, practicing Roman Catholic. Really? <laughs> so like the first line, your grace is power. Wow. Well, that <laughs> your, puts a spin on it. Your word, true presence, your body, our recompense, your blood, salvation, overflow in me. And this Jeez. is off of the album entitled um, something like During Communion. <laughs> Hold on. I told you it was a communion hymn. I nailed that one. <laughs> so the first question is Jesus mentioned. Uh, let's see. Now, is that question, um, I guess it is about mysticism, right? Because Jesus is a means. Well, no, I mean, so the, that mostly the question is, is Jesus mentioned? Is there in the cruncher, the theological guard dog, I'm sticking with that metaphor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is to see if it's actually about Jesus. Now, the tricky thing is if you have songs that are all in second person, so it's all it's it's a prayer, and that's how this one is. It's a it's a you. So you got to figure out who the you is. Now, probably your word, your body, your blood overflowing me would indicate that it's probably talking about Jesus, uh, or else it's being sung by a vampire. Oh, the name of the album, by the way, is Songs for Communion. Songs for Communion. That's what it is. I wonder how. I wonder how many evangelicals are singing this song. <laughs> now, now that is that. Oh man, is this fantastic? Because here the song is written by a Catholic who believes in transubstantiation, presumably, or who at least submits to the Pope who believes in it. <laughs> and 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 the song is a communion song, and yet it is not even clear enough to. So. Your word, true presence, your body, our recompense, your blood, salvation, overflow in me. I mean, it doesn't even, it doesn't say it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't assert anything. It is fantastically assertionless. <laughs> it's true. 
So I'm guessing um, this isn't going to do too well in the next question of mystical content. Or oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, mystical form. Well, mystical form. form is what? Repetitive? Certainly it's repetitive. And does it have sentences? And certainly it doesn't have sentences. I mean, it's almost ridiculously, obnoxiously mocking us with its lack of sentences. <laughs> it's like this song is, is, it's like, you want a song to crunch? Crunch me. <laughs> This is the song that does like the it has the choreographed in zone touchdown dance. <laughs> this is we're flagging this song for what is it? What, what do you get in trouble for? For celebrating too much? Excessive celebration? <laughs> this is is flagged for excessive mysticism for flaunting. That's what Flaunt, it is. Flaunting mysticism. Here's the line your word semicolon true. Oh, wait. Real. It's not. It's just a colon. Yeah. What's the opposite of a semicolon? A true colon? A whole colon? <laughs> Semi whole colon. Your word whole colon true presence. It just it just would say is. Your word is true presence or however the song goes, you know. But it just skips the verb. <laughs> that would ruin everything if you put We don't a verb want in any there. verbs around here. <laughs> This is fantastic. I mean, this song, I I really think that I would have figured out if Matt got a hold of the cruncher and says, I'll use this as the outline. This is good stuff. What about your worship of you? It's your gift to us from you. No one could ever, uh, sorry, no one could give this gift but you overflow in me. Yeah, what does that talk about? Your worship of you. It's your gift to us from you. What the... Heck, is that talking about? I'm telling you that this is that when the spirit intercedes with groanings too deep for words, and you know, in our weakness, you know. Here's the next thing: we lift up our hearts, we lift up our souls, we lift up our minds. Everything good is yours. What the? <laughs> yeah, everything good is yours. So overflow, oh, overflow in me, my lord. Overflow. What does that mean? Overflow in me. Even. I don't know, but it seems like this question of mystical content seems to address that. Uh, and that is, uh, let's see, where is that? Da, 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 da. Loss of self. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, there's I a song so. used talk of losing our identity, being lost in God, absorbed, <gasps> consumed, engulfed. Uh, your love is a river overflowing me. Yeah. It's, it's, isn't there something about nautical metaphors in the praise song cruncher? <laughs> there's not. <laughs> There should be. There should be. Right. It's all liquidy <laughs> and overflowing. <laughs> all right. It's well, all about, you know, the, de- the the waters in the desert and everything. Your love, a river, it actually says is a river. He forgot to delete the is on oops, that one. Put a colon there. Uh, we, we can improve on it. Your love, a river, overflow in me. I don't know what this is talking about. I mean, it's all, it, yeah, it's this long, it's the idea that the Lord is some sort of flowy thing and the flow of it is going to go through me apparently it's going to overflow in me apparently inflow over me <laughs> all right what about law gospel underflow around me okay let me see law and gospel time to get serious um, i don't i mean i don't see any law do you see any law whatsoever no no there's the word grace Oh, yeah, look at that. You you pointed this out already, and I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. Your grace is power. 
That's perfect Catholic doctrine. <laughs> I, I wonder how many of our Lutheran friends are using the song Overflow in the Lord's in their distribution. Oh, it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as the song doesn't have any false doctrine. Meanwhile, we're singing that your grace is power. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the favor of God. I mean, that. <laughs> can you have, I mean, a, a clearer distinction between uh, Reformation theology and Roman Catholic theology than, than that? And we're just singing away, your grace you is go. power. Why not? <laughs> Might as well see, the Pope <laughs> is the head. <laughs> oh, All right. I'll tell you what, this is, uh, this, is a, this is a new form of, you know, the Catholics are going after the evangelicals, and now it, it appears that we've stumbled upon a strategy. To write, Good thing our listeners are immune. To write mystic praise songs that conform to Roman Catholic theology, so they, mm -hmm. well, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it just so happens, it just so happens that uh, American Christianity and Catholicism believe the exact same thing. You just have to figure out if you want one pope over the whole world or one pope <laughs> over your congregation. Or, That's or the, your really heart. the only decision. Do to you want to be the pope the or same. do you... <laughs> Okay, let's go to the next one. This is uh oh here I only read the email here. Uh this is from This is another song or another praise song? Yeah, we're gonna do another one. Right. Um email simply says, I will worship you by Matthew Ward. It says I'd be interested in your taking the song. Thank you, anonymous emailer. Uh so here it is. We're 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 game. Here's Matthew Ward, I will worship you. so good. I like it. My God is faithful. My God is truthful. My God is boundless in all He is. My God is wisdom. My God is righteous. My God is vision for all who seek. So I will worship you in the beauty of holiness. And I will worship you for the things you've done in me. And when my life's complete. I'll place my crown at your feet And I will worship you on bended knee Are you uh, looking up the lyrics page I sent you, Pastor? Yeah, do I you, got it. I, I was, what I was looking up is Matthew Ward because I'm suspicious that this guy is not a Christian. <laughs> I'll tell you more after the break. Okay. Well, I was wondering if you get extra points for having a mullet. Uh, is that is that somewhere in the furniture? With, with the mustache. <laughs> we'll be right back. Twelve more minutes of table talk radio. Right after this, we're gonna try and get some time to. We're gonna try to get some. <laughs> Sounds good to me. really 
one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Back on Table Talk Radio, uh, we are looking at this song by Matthew Ward. I will worship you. This is um, an old one, apparently. It looks like it. that old. How old do you think it is? Um, look, you can't criticize the guy's mullet <laughs> if he was recording like in 1978. <laughs> Just know. like you know, our kids are gonna. I mean, I got kids. You got to work on it. They're gonna be doing their own radio the table the, take I'm over sure the Table Talk Radio legacy. You know, when our boys grow up to be pastors, and they're going to be looking back at pictures of us and laughing because we didn't have, you know, like a three-foot spiked hair or something. I don't know. I think that this this is today's fashion is here to stay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure of it, as proven by the all, praise song. All of the pre- <laughs> all, all of the previous um, fashion uh, phases were just trying to arrive at ours today yeah well look i'm wearing a black shirt with a white collar me too so see safe <laughs> it is a little bit uh what are those people that ha- wear mascara called weird grunge is that called no uh what is that style uh, celtic no not celtic gothic gothic that's what i'm thinking of yeah i was close celtic <laughs> gothic <laughs> Anyway, I'm gothic, you know. I always want to go up to people dressed in goth and say, hey, look, we dress the yeah, same. You, better, you and me, both gothic. You better paint your fingernails black first, buddy. Okay. I'm not going to wear a black trench coat. I'm going to wear a cassock. Same thing. <laughs> my God is faithful. My God is truthful. My God is boundless in all he is. Go? My God is wisdom. My God is righteous. My God is vision for all who seek. I wonder if this is repetitious. So I will worship you in the beauty of holiness. I will worship you for the things you've done in me. And when my life's complete, I place my crown at your feet. That's interesting. And I will worship you on bended knee. All right, what do you Look, think? His, his thir- on his 13th birthday, he recorded I'm So Happy. I'm so happy. He was way ahead of his time. Now, the reason why I was thinking that this was not Christian... I was thinking, it quotes the Bible, I will worship you in the beauty of holiness. I can't remember what verse that is. That's like Psalm 67 or something. So, uh, now, but, um, so there's an Old Testament thing there. But it, his name is love, his force is thunder. See that? His heart is tender, his hand is strong. And it never mentions who. There's no indication that this is speaking to Christ or has any idea of the cross. And I thought this was going to be either a Jewish song, a Jewish praise song, or some sort of kind of Bob Marley Rastafarian thing. <laughs> but I, I think I'm wrong. According to Wikipedia, he was uh, Matt Ward was one of the pioneers of the Jesus music genre. But I think I think the point is well made that it very well could have been any of those things. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. if if you if someone's taking the song you wrote and wondering if it could be a Muslim song. 
it's probably not a very good Christian song. I don't think it would have been a Muslim song because the guy doesn't sound angry. Okay. <laughs> his his hand is strong. What? His yeah. force is thunder. I don't know you, what that means. You sing it with more force. <laughs> hey, okay. hey uh, Islam is mysticism, by the way. Have we not made that point enough? I don't Forever? know. I don't know if we have made that point. It is. We should crunch some Muslim praise songs next time. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, send us all your Muslim praise songs. We questions should, at tabletalkradio.org. Muslim, Kabbalistic, or Christian? <laughs> all right, so if you have any uh, song praise songs from Kabbalah, then uh, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org it's all as the well. the same. All right, let's it's run through this. Let's run through this kind of quickly. Mystical form. Yeah, it's very repetitive. Mystical. There, it does use it has verbs in there, which I appreciate. Yeah, we, we, it's nice to have verbs instead of colons. <laughs> Whole colons. <laughs> mystical content. Oh yeah, I mean, I will worship you. I will worship you for things you've done in me. What is that? Hmm. When one of my life's complete, place my crown at your feet, I will worship you on bended knee. Uh, now, it, it is mostly a praise song, kind of in the pure sense, is it's listing all the awesome things about God uh, and, 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 and doing that prophetically. In other words, it's preaching. Uh, my God is power. My God is glory. My God is ruler over all that is. Uh so it is you kind of have that sense of pure praise without much theology. But this business of blessing God for the things that he's done in me, that is mysticism. All right. What about long gospel? This is interesting because you have uh, my uh, da, 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 da. his name is love. His force is thunder. That sounds kind of law-y. Well, do you think that his name is love sounds gospel-y? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Well, so, so you're not going to have, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. So this is the ish things, right? You have something that's kind of law-ish and gospel-ish, but it's not showing me um, my sins before a, a holy God, and it's not showing my Savior uh, the forgiveness of sins in Christ. So you have at least more than the last song, but still not enough to call it law and gospel. Right. And any other explicit false teaching. Right. 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 Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the church signs and bumper stickers. Here's the first one called in at 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. I still wasn't quite sure if we crunched those Carolyn from North. Which one? Uh, both of them. Did we actually decide if they oh, were good crunched? Or not? I, I think <laughs> I just couldn't quite remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, here's, the, here's the bumper sticker church sign. Hi, guys. This is Carolyn from North Dakota, and I'm hanging out. With, in St. Louis with a friend there, and we came across this church. Um, it's called the Center for Divine Love, and it has oh. a, corner, a cornerstone that says the Society of Practical Christianity, whatever that means. And it has a church sign that says, Wholeness is my divine birthright. All right. Bye. That sounds like that thing on the bulletin, that we're all projected towards godness or whatever. Wholeness is my divine birthright? Yeah. I was wondering what to get tattooed on my arm, and now I know. <laughs> Wholeness is my divine birthright. Wow. Sheesh. Anything. There, <laughs> you know, we are. Our modern whatever we are is becoming addicted to, to understanding sin in terms of brokenness. You Have you noticed that? Yeah. Nobody's a sinner anymore. Everybody's a broken person. Hmm. Which is true. 
I mean, true enough, but there's some some theological shift happening when you when the emphasis is on the brokenness of humanity rather than on the sinfulness of humanity. And now and now if the problem is that I'm broken, the gospel is something that is that I'm whole. Which I don't cannot remember exactly where the Lord promised wholeness. Can you? Uh well, I mean, I'll play along. What about um what about uh, new creation? Well, okay. I mean, what about it? So could, I mean, we, could, could we, that we are be... a new creation in Christ. In, in other words, that the, the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit as a down payment of the resurrection. Well, that's fine. But, I mean, if if I'm going to present the law in that form, that it is uh, simply that we are, we are broken, um, then when we're fixed, when the broken gets fixed, is in the resurrection. Yeah. I mean, all, all these different ways of picturing our sinful condition are fine uh but the problem is they start to take over like that we're far from god well that's true that we're far from god but that's not the only problem that we have it, i mean if we get close to god it, it gets even worse <laughs> <laughs> and it's true that we're broken i mean that's just a truth sort of thing but it's not like uh, you know, it was kind of an it, it, it was an accident. Like you are a rock that fell off the top of a mountain, and now you're crushed at the bottom. And the Lord looks at you with sympathy. I mean, we're God's enemies according to our sinfulness, and it's our, our real problem is not the result of the fall, our brokenness, our incompleteness, our uh, uh, even our sinfulness. Our real problem is God's wrath over that sinfulness. But all of know? this is irrelevant to the uh, cornerstone because they're not saying. Uh, wholeness is in the resurrection. They're saying wholeness is in my divine birthright. <laughs> no, whatever that means. So I mean, that's that's one of the the traits of Gnosticism is that it says that the divine spark is in each one of us, and we're all the offsprings of God. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, so I think divine birthright is going to be a reference to uh, the being born again, right? So it's not by my by my fleshly birthright. No, no, I bet you it's not in the practical Christian church. I bet this is talking about this Gnosticism, is that we're all born the children of God kind of thing. What is it called? Practical, Church of Practical what? Uh, I didn't I didn't write that part down. Oh, I, that's right. Let's get one more in here before there, we run out of time. Here's the next one. Hey, this is David in Houston. Actually, I'm from Houston, but I'm in St. Louis right now. I just passed an ELCA <laughs> church with a sign that says, uh, no two snowflakes are alike, yet they stick together. Is is there a Table Talk radio convention in St. Louis that we didn't know about? <laughs> I think uh, all our listeners, they just gravitate towards it. I, I think this, this uh, is intolerant, because I think what this church sign really is saying is that marriage should be between a man and a woman. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> and so this ELCA pastor is protesting their own church body. <laughs> But they're doing in covert secret. They're and out. And that's now. the best construction. <laughs> All right. If you have uh, comments or questions, email us questions at tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all the communion hymns you get from the Muslim praise book. <laughs> well, you don't get too many of them. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the cabalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.